with the John Carly Sherry Elliker Show and you coming along for the rod. Much appreciated, everybody. Thank you very much. Feeny Tiny back again. We had a big, big party out here at the barn. Sherry Teeny was in rare form. Rare form. Put it that way. Wow. I hope she uh, kept her consumption of alcoholic season. Oh, She's dear. not well right now. <laughs> Makoshu Casino Resort, that's where you, you want to text us. That's the people that are controlling our text line. They're sponsoring it anyway. one 973 Casino Resort. All the news. Man, we got so... How many minutes away to Husky kickoff? Show mama. 37 minutes, 45 oh, seconds. Sharing. Show mama. Big news. I've never been oh, more yeah. excited for a college football game. Uh, by the way, excuse one second. I appreciate that, but hold on. We've got a job to do. We've got news. Shall we dive into it? Yeah, diving into it. All right. <clears throat> it is coming down here. Uh, Nate will tell you, I would say I'm a surprise they haven't closed I-90 because it is wild in the clum. Joe, I sent you some video of me just trying to make my way back to the studio. And uh, it was touch and go, like Dr. Shivago really was there. <laughs> very, very difficult, Sherry. I know you're with I'm me sorry. in spirit. Do you want to go fund me, Paige? <laughs> <laughs> I can start one for you. Funny, funny girl, yes. I... Um, we'll just start with this, knock this one out real quick. Is Elon Musk alleged, is his drug use a problem for board members? They're concerned. Listen, I've seen him on with Joe Rogan smoking dope. Uh, apparently, he likes mushrooms and acid, a bunch of other stuff as well. So they're like, "Oh, is this a problem?" He's in a he is uh, he's not anybody that you're going to be able to control. He's a billionaire. He, I don't know if he's number one or number two on the list anymore. But listen, the, the board members can have a problem with him, but he still has so much power, and he's still making successful moves uh, when it comes to aerospace and what he's doing with Tesla, and he's making big advances. They're going to be able to put this chip in your head, and then with your eyes, you're going to be able to move the screen around. And the guy is, uh, he's the genius. And if he wants to do some drugs recreationally or whenever he wants to do them, if it makes for good, some uh, interesting new ideas, let Elon Musk be Elon Musk. Well, it's a little complicated because it oh, involves. Oh, please. Well, it is. Why don't you start a GoFundMe campaign for yourself? Uh, well, we'll start one for Elon because this okay. is the problem. He is not a, under federal regulations. He's got a lot of contracts with the federal government with SpaceX. There is uh -huh. a, a solid no drugs policy with that. You cannot mm -hmm. be using drugs when you're getting money from the federal government. And when he was shown on Joe Rogan smoking pot, he agreed to random drug tests by the government because they said, uh -huh. if you want to keep this going, you're going to have to comply. He claims he's yeah. never been tested, never positive, never, you know, anything in all three years that he's been doing this. However, the other problem is that his staff has said that he is erratic. He is somebody that sometimes shows up and does Zoom meetings or other meetings completely out of it, that they, he's incoherent. So uh -huh. they're questioning whether or not, I guess, that if these mood swings or these things that he's been known to be um, difficult you know, if, if this is a result of his drug use. And it's not just pot. He takes ketamine, LSD, cocaine, ecstasies, mu ecstasy, mushrooms. And he says that he's been to a lot of parties. He admits this where they do a lot of uh -huh. drugs and they all sign these non-disclosure agreements saying that I won't tell anybody that who was there, what they were doing and, and all of this stuff. Um, he, of course, 
said this, while simultaneously leading Tesla to be the world's most valuable car company. There you go. There Model you go. Y is still selling vehicle, the, the, the something selling vehicle on Earth. And uh-huh. SpaceX to be the world's most valuable space company, 80% of all payload to orbit last year. Whatever I'm doing, I should obviously keep doing it. I, I agree with him. He has That's a right to do anything saying. he wants, anything he wants to do. But I think he's the, the worry is that somehow he's going to lose uh, some business and he's also going to be in trouble with other people that contribute or other people that are helping to fund some of his projects are going to be turned off by the fact that he's a drug user. Well, the Biden administration hates him. Uh, bureaucrats don't like him. He's not a rule follower. So he he is making himself vulnerable uh, where they want to get in there and test him and then take some of his contracts away or put some additional pressure on him. So maybe he should cut back on some of that stuff or get himself, as I said before, the Wizenator. Hi, everybody. I'm John Curley for the Wizenator. <laughs> uh, you don't think that Elon Musk has figured out a workaround? He's come on. You know, I, I just I. He said, if drugs actually helped improve my net productivity over time, I would definitely take them. And he said, after that one puff with Rogan, I agreed at NASA's request to do three years of random drug testing. Not even trace quantities were found of any drugs or alcohol. Okay, good. Thank you, Elon. I I don't care about his car. I just like his, I I like the shot he took the other day at Mark Cuban. Did you see that? No. Mark Cuban, all in favor of DEI and how we need to support DEI and how important diversity is. And, you know, we should all be on board with this diversity, equity, inclusion stuff. And Elon Musk, look it up, Joe. I, I don't want to misquote him, but Elon's retort to Mark Cuban, um, who owns a Dallas Mavs, uh, was pretty clever. What I like about his, his returns on his Twitter, they're really short, just punchy right in there, bang, makes the comment, moves off, goes and like, drops an acid or something. Like his poop emoji that he would send to anyone asking, any from, anybody from the press. Yeah, I thought it was a little immature. I thought I could do better than that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you like that. Okay, do yeah. you see what he said to uh, Cuban? He said, he said, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, so when are we going to see a five-foot-four Chinese person in the NBA? Right, right. To, to which yeah, Cuban because... said, okay, well, I still believe in merit over, over, uh, over DEI, but you got it at least – if you have two people with the same merit and one of them is uh, one of them is of a diverse background, then you should choose that person. Based on just uh, you, the the coin toss of immutable characteristics. Yeah, apparently. So if, you have if a choice between one or the merit. other. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Because it was Cuban talking all about diversity, and that's when he shot back with, "Oh yeah, you like diversity? Okay, I'm good. I guess this means we get to see a female." Asian basketball player playing for you. Can't wait. Um, yeah, clever Elon Musk. Do you think if you met him, you would he, he would give you a, a warm fuzzy, or you think you should get a kind of weird brush off by him, Sherry? I get that that, that it uh, there, there's like there's a social disconnect with him where he's he even admitted. Remember when he hosted Saturday Night Live that he oh yeah was on the autism spec- spectrum and um, I. I don't think he connects with people all the time, but I don't know. He's I mean, evidently he's, he, a very hard person to work for. My wife yeah. has a cousin that worked for SpaceX for, I think, almost eight years. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh-huh. And worked with him personally and ended up and said it was he is 
uh, you know, by his own right, he's a tyrant in in that industry, and to work right below him is incredibly difficult because of his expectations and you know his, his the way his brain works. But isn't we heard the same thing about Steve Jobs? Yeah, you know, the oh, same yeah. thing about Bill Gates. All these guys, 100%. you know, they're highly functioning. Just they w- expect so much of themselves, and then so much of everybody around them. And most of them are, you know, you're not going to be you're not going to be number one at whatever you're doing unless you break a few eggs over people's heads. I think yeah. that's the old expression. Is that it? Did I make that one up? <laughs> yeah, I can't out. make I don't an omelet without that. breaking a few eggs. President Joe Biden uh, out on the uh, stump. He wants to make sure that everybody knows that. Uh, listen, if you you got you don't vote for the other guy because that other guy is so unbelievably dangerous. Democracy is in the balance, especially after January sixth, the anniversary of it, where no one paid attention to Joe Biden as he went to Valley Forge and made an incoherent speech, and then had to be led off the stage by his wife. Um, luckily, she's a doctor. He sort of goes down to South Carolina and he is, well, letting everybody know that remember the, the horrible shooting uh, that um, that to mentally ill roof went in there and shot and killed those poor people that were that invited him to pray with them. Pulls out a gun. I think he killed nine. Um, mm-hmm. That was in 2015 prior to J- Donald Trump announcing his candidacy. But somehow Joe Biden was able to connect Joe <laughs> Donald Trump. And the murders of 2015, even though Trump wasn't in any sort of control, it was Joe Biden and Barack Obama. But he's laying at the feet of Trump. Oh, this is oh, this is him uh, being interrupted by uh, pro Hamas, uh, pro um, terrorist uh, protester here. She is yelling at the president. That's all right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And then they have four more years. Yeah. Okay. They have four more years. Look, folks. I understand their. I understand their passion. And I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza. I'm using all that I can to do. Okay. Um, he has decided that he's going to make the next and have more months until election. The fact that Joe, that Donald Trump is such a threat to democracy. And referring to him as Hitler, going, they call it the full Hitler. There's people that are working for Biden says, listen, let's unleash and go full Hitler, whatever that's supposed to mean. I guess calling, go as far as to call Donald Trump Hitler and let's start it right now and just pound away at the fact that if you elect Donald Trump, we're in a world of hurt. Here's a little bit of these some of these uh, talking heads in Washington. The Biden it. campaign hoping the speeches and new ads draw a starker contrast with Trump. Aides telling CNN Biden may go full Hitler, directly Hitler, comparing sure. Trump's rhetoric to the Nazi leader. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. Lulu, uh-huh. is, is Biden smart to go this hard at Trump to go, quote, full Hitler? In the first week in January, I mean, I, I, I certainly expected it in the fall. I certainly, I would have thought a half Hitler this early on, or a quarter <laughs> Hitler, or a sixteenth of a Hitler, but full Hitler. No, full Hitler's October. big. 
Yeah, I mean, you go full Hitler, you know, what, month out. Or but... whatever, but it's really early to be doing this. Some would argue it's a little late. I mean, have you looked at his poll numbers? Have you seen um, how people are seeing his presidency? And I think he's also... I'm so, I'm so bored with this. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm, I'm going full Hitler on myself. I'm, I'm, yeah. We have to take... Because they're not going to change. This is going to be the route. This is the way they're going to go from now until November. This is what we're going to hear over and oh, Donald Trump is so dangerous. He's a threat to democracy. Uh, it's like, Joe, have you looked at what your party's done? The people in Colorado might want to vote for the guy. Let them vote for him. People in Florida might want to vote for him. People in Maine might want to vote for him. Isn't that what democracy is? That you get a chance to vote for the guy, you leave him on the ballot, and you let people vote on it. Or do you have a well, problem he, with the fact that there's not enough Supreme Court justices that are going your way? So you might want to load up the Supreme Court. Is that not a form of democracy, corruption? Or maybe you want to add uh, territories. Why not bring Puerto Rico in so you can have a little bit more balance in the Senate? You can pick up a few more seats. Isn't that also a threat to democracy? These are the things that you did, Joe. Not Joe, not Trump. The thing with Trump is he doesn't care enough about an ideology. He's not intellectually curious enough to want to overthrow anything. He just likes being president. He likes the power, likes pressing the buttons and talking to people and bragging about this and bragging. He doesn't. He the last thing he wants to do is have the same sort of corrupting power that you've already exhibited, Joe. Well, he tried. I'm sorry, Joe. I went. I went. I went a fourteenth of a uh, Hitler on you. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Uh, I'd get like a third Hitler. But I, right. I think you know, he tried very hard initially to make speeches about his track record, about Bidenomics, about yeah. the things that he feels are great successes in his presidency, and it didn't go over because people were kind of like, eh, "Really? That's I don't feel that." Great. Yeah, they don't feel that. Yes, right. So now they have to you know do the opposite, where they make you know, Trump, the the whole enemy and villain. Right. And this this after a while, there's either two ways it goes. The people that stood in line for hours and hours on end in Iowa to hear Trump give a one minute and one hour and 48 minute speech where he broke out all the stuff, all the jokes, calling everybody all the different names and stuff. It was like 12 degrees out there and they didn't care. They now he is being this he's got this uh martyr syndrome that is almost this um kind of ancient god demigod persona even bigger than he was in 2016 because now he represents he is the new victim of the system people always talk about victims and we love victims or oppress oppressor he's actually become the one oppressed that's how his uh, folks see it his supporters see it and they might not even like him, but it's been simply a way of saying, hey, you know what? You're tilting this in such a direction, trying to take him off the ballot. I wasn't going to vote, like, say, somebody in Colorado. I wasn't going to vote for him. But when you took away my chance to vote for him, we'll see how the Supreme Court rules. Then you know what? I'm going to vote for him just to go screw you. You know, the, the bigger middle finger to right. the establishment that's in, in uh, Washington, D.C. right now. I mean, people often... It's not that they vote for someone. They're voting against someone. And yes. it, it, in this particular case, for a number of reasons, whether it's his age, his competency, his track record, all of that stuff, people might vote against Biden, even if they really don't want Trump, but it, they might do it just to keep him out. Right. If you love the country as much as you say you do, Mr. President, and you are fighting for democracy, because democracy, ultimately the uniting of the country and all this other stuff you say you're... 
then step down and let somebody else get in there because you're not going to beat him. You're at 38%. It's only going to get worse. You're not going to win. If you really love the country and you're really concerned and you love democracy, then let somebody else step in there if you do. But you don't. And unfortunately, those could to be the two players that we are facing there in November. And it's going to be hard for us to do the show because I got to tell you something. I'm, gonna, I'm already up to here with this. I'm so sick of it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to get worse, Sherry. Worse. Yes, but there'll be a lot to talk about. How's your dog's poop? That's really my concern. Oh, it's a solid choice. It really is. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, look at you. Mentioning Nick Allard, Sherry. Mm -hmm. Ted's coming on. You need me to mention Ted. Ted's Ted's the best. That's, well, I'm right in the middle of a spot about Bucky, Sherry. You oh, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry. Bucky's Auto Service Center is the 16 locations. Been around for 53 years. Take the car to Bucky's. Bucky's Auto Service Center. Sherry? Cairo Meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> Not falling Ted, for it. Sorry to get Not you caught up. Ted. Ted, Sherry's like my little sister. I like to just keep teasing her all the time, and that's like an ongoing thing about Bucky's. But anyway, you're on because, you know, so often, not you and not Nick Allard, but some of these other, you know, disreputable weather people really hike the hell out of these stories. And then it never comes to fruition, and then people get mad. In this particular case, there's a lot of really, really intense, tense weather uh, coming our way in the next, what, like five days, six days? Yeah, something like that, at least through this coming weekend. So, yeah, winter is yeah. here. A lot of people were asking for it. And, well, be careful what you wish for. So, Ted, it, yeah, is it going to be... Yeah, that's true of everything, Sherry. <laughs> is, uh, say, Cleelum, where John is, is that going to be white death? I mean, is it going to be much worse for him than it is... Um, Say in in other parts wait, of the state. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you wait? Why are you wa- wishing white death on me, Sherry? Hang on, hang on, Ted. Let's do the big city. Let's do Seattle, where we don't want anything to like stop the protests on the highways. W- when will this happen? When does it start? And I'm seeing anywhere between like they're saying three inches to eight inches in Seattle. Is that all coming to fruition? Well, that's kind of the worst case scenario. You know, have you ever looked at some of those smartphone apps? There, many of them yeah. are computer model driven, and they can be. Uh, I've seen temperature forecasts only hanging in the 30s, and I've seen them getting down into the teens. And the me- middle of the road uh-huh. is, you know, is kind of where we're going at this particular point. So I would say those kinds of forecasts are really on the extreme or high end. And if we get any snow accumulations like that, it's primarily up in the foothills and maybe up in the north interior. I'll tell you, the mountains are getting nailed. Now, you're over in Cleelum, and, oh, yeah. and Sherry's got to yes, be sir. fair. She's got to tease you as well. You're, you're her big brother. Yes, so she that's gets, true. It's fair to tease you, right? <laughs> Older brother. Okay. <laughs> hey, John, I had two sisters. I got teased all the time. What can I say? But, oh, but you know, I, I, I can tell. Yes. Yeah, another two to four feet of new snow as we get into Wednesday. You know, we've already got the passes closed for the second time now because we've got a lot of motorists, unfortunately, not fully prepared going up there. And 
you know, yeah. we're going to kick in the strong winds starting later tonight into tomorrow. So that's why you have the blizzard, uh, near blizzard-like conditions up there. Uh, it's just going to be nasty. So it wouldn't surprise me that the passes are going to close multiple times from there. And then to address your question, down here, our colder air starts to arrive from the interior western Canada on Thursday. By the time we get into Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday, we're going to be struggling to reach the freezing mark for high temperatures. And we're going to have lows down into the 20s. Some of those outlying areas are down into the teens. So definitely our coldest wow. weather of the season thus far. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. You listen, sometimes you know that you, as you know, 24, 12 hours out, 24 hours out, you pretty good idea. But then once you start to get beyond 48, it all depends on how the winds are moving, what the fronts are doing, all the other stuff. And then the whole forecast can fall apart if you're sort of building it on one particular number. I know this because I was a weather, sorry, Sherry, a weather presenter. Okay. So I didn't go to college for meteorology. <laughs> all right, Sherry, Sherry. <laughs> I, I I appreciate that, and I appreciate the fact that you're not doing this weather segment that you've allowed Ted, no, I, who's an expert, no, to, no, but it's, to I'm do just it. Saying, no, I know, I know. It's hard I told because you, Ted will tell you. Well, no, I know that from doing stuff that you cannot accurately, completely forecast the weather more than two days away. It's just not possible. You can make predictions, but you really don't know until you get closer to the actual day of the event that you can, with great confidence, say this is what's going to happen. Well, you okay, so I let's told our news director. On, go ahead. Yes. I, I, yes. Go I ahead. I was going to say, yes. I told our news director yesterday that you can't have a blanket forecast for all of Western Washington in this case. Our weather around here is terrain driven. John, you know that. You drive over the summit all the time. It is different from all Issaquah the time. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Sure. Yes. And. You know, so it's clearly terrain driven. That's why I look at it this way. Some areas are going to get spotty light snow as we go into that transition into the colder air Thursday, Friday. And then it's going to be interesting as we head into the weekend because we've got some warmer air coming in from the Pacific going up and over the top of the colder air. We could have an interesting wintry mix as we head into this coming weekend. It's fun. Wow. How about the wind? Isn't the wind going to be a big factor? All right. Well, yeah, we've got the we got the strong <laughs> south winds for tonight and into tomorrow. But the other, the strongest winds are going to be basically Whidbey Island northward, but still going to be quite blustery throughout the rest of the Puget Sound area, out on the coast, etc. But they'll ease off during the mm-hmm. afternoon tomorrow. Fortunately, it wouldn't surprise me though that we get a few uh, isolated power outages here and there. So be prepared for that. All right, Cairo meteorologist Ted Bean, are you ready? Make a prediction about the Huskies. Hang oh on, my Michigan. goodness. Do you really want me to do this? Yes. You want <laughs> a me prediction to do this? for the game. All right. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Here we go. Michigan 33, Huskies 31. Oh, dead. Oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. You know what? Listen. Hey, do you know what? You know what that says about Ted? He is a scientist, Sherry. Yeah. This guy is not going to let, you know, no emotion is no. going to get in the way. That, you hear that? Wow. 33-31. Wow. That's a lot of scoring. All right. We just got to... Ch- that is a lot of scoring. We've got a chance to talk with the uh, former meteorologist over there at Cairo Radio. <laughs> Big Michigan fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't say that. Go blue. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ted, thanks a lot for your time. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Wow. Stay safe, Bold guys. predictions. Thanks, Ted. Thank you. Appreciate it. All righty. Wow. How about that? Good for him. You know, so many people are, oh, you know, I'm on the radio. Of course, you got to go Huskies. Yeah, it'd be like a Homer, you know, prediction. Right, Sherry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like him. the fact that, he, that he's willing to stand by his predictions, both football and weather. Well, he's a scientist, Sherry. He's a scientist. That's true. He's, you know, that you get all, true. you know, lost in a big pile of chalk dust. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Write that one down. All right, let's see. We're going to go over to, uh, at one point, we're going to ask Nate for his predictions about the, the Husky. By the way, we're, we're like 12 minutes away from kickoff. Dogs mm. just kickoff. took the field. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Exciting. All right. Thanks. I had no idea what you just said, Joe. What'd you say? <laughs> Here we go. The John Curley, Sherry Elliger show and his... Muckleshoot Casino Resort taking care of our text line. one 973 My friend Clint, who drives a plow snow truck, Sherry says, sorry, driving a plow, not great video. <laughs> I said, don't send video. You get yourself in trouble. Holy moly. Yeah, he's got the job a couple of weeks ago, and he just said, it's just, this is brutal. Wow, everybody's stuck out there. I think I-90 is still closed. It's still coming down out here. And we just had uh, Ted Beaner on from Cairo, who made a bold prediction about the Husky Sherry, and then uh, killed you about the winds and snow coming. Bad winter weather for us for these next couple of weeks. For a week, anyway. All right. Do you have enough uh, stuff? Um, yeah. I, I actually have heat. Although the, the, um, the water softener thing broke, so the water tastes like salt, and then um, it's all brown. And I, mm. I, I try to convince Nick, listen, the brownness, are that's minerals, and that's actually good for you. People would pay for that. <laughs> and she's like, you drink it. I'm like, fine, there you go. Drank it. And? Feel a little sick right now, but <laughs> I was not going to let her win. Well, not no, going to let her win not. the argument. No, no, no way. No, no. The big, illness big, is worth winning. Big, <laughs> big, big uh, mouthfuls of brown water. Yeah, we're gonna get fixed though. We'll be all right. But man, it is. We probably have more than I don't know. At least at least over fourteen inches on the ground as it is right now. Did you jump hey, in the lake this morning? Yeah, wow. I I, uh, I had to cut it with a chainsaw last night or yesterday afternoon, and then I broke it with a sledgehammer today to just loosen it up a little bit. Still going in every day. Out of boy goes in there. It's a um. It, it, so many more people are doing this now. It's kind of become ma- mainstream, but the they're doing more research on what it does for inflammation and what it does for mental state. I have serious ADD, as you could probably tell. Um, and uh, what were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I has find it, helped? it sort of calms help. down. Help, hmm? help, help with your here. concentration. <laughs> yes. I talked to Joe over the weekend. He talked me through a couple of things. Um, so I appreciated that, Joe. I didn't get a chance to jump on the water at night. So, yeah, I know it's an amazing therapy. And there it is right there in front of you. All you got to do is get a chainsaw to cut a hole in it. And how, how many times you get medicines, you have to cut a hole in it with a chainsaw. It's a good point. Uh, not Thank too you, many. Um, Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. Not too many. There are a few. But, Michigan uh, just scored a 41-yard touchdown, by the way. Okay, now you have to say something positive about uh, the Huskies. Their uniforms look fantastic. Anything else? 
They're about to get their first possession. Joe Mama. Wait a minute. Wait. On the Michigan, so the Huskies kick off to Michigan. Michigan then scores a touchdown in the first, what, eight minutes? In the first two minutes. Well, okay. three, I got. See, this is, what, this is all part of the plan. Let them score easily. It yeah. puts them, then they start, oh, they get a false sense of security. Like, oh, this is going to be easy. And then, bam. Booyah. Right, Much Jerry? like the uh, That's UW. what I was going to say. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Like, like the, UW, the UW rowing team from Boys in the Boat, when I watch it, they, you know, they let them get out ahead, let Cal get out ahead, right. and then, you know, they, then they give me a hard 30, and then they did that, and then they just, you know, went hard and beat Cal. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but not how, <laughs> not how it worked out. <laughs> I heard the author of, of Boys in the Boat from a 2013. Wants um, to sue George Clooney. Uh, no, he was oh. he was fascinating. He was really an interesting guy. And you know how he came about with the story, right? No. You want to hold he, that? No. Because we have to go to No. Okay. <laughs> it's just oh, it's quick. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. He I don't remember what his position was, but he had to visit somebody at a house and it was an elderly man. I think he was helping him with something and uh -huh. it all sort of came out. He talked about this and he had never known the story and he had just he thought it was so interesting. Uh, and so many elements to it that he decided to write the book. That's right. Yep. I love the book.